I'm vengeance. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 130 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg, the Bat Daddy 52. And folks, after going to an anime con last weekend and watching a cosplay contest, I can say um, if you are willing to give up your sight for the sake of cosplay, more power to you. Like, you got my vote. That's commitment. And I, and I, and I like I, I like your work ethic. So saw that a little bit of that this weekend on a few different costumes. It was pretty cool. But uh, Sarah, what's up? Oh my gosh, it's been another fun week. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, of all the things, it's been an interesting week for me too, of all the things that I did get from the con this weekend, uh, the flu was one of them. So I've been uh, down for the last week. Um, just oh, headaches, man, congestion, it's been terrible, it sucks. <laughs> Finally starting to get over it, just still everything congested up in this area, but I can I can push through it. So yeah, that was one thing yeah. that I did take with me. It was free too, it was crazy. The only thing free that was there, nuts. Well, hopefully you're on the mend. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely doing better so i got a couple more days off so i'll, I'll be all right <clears throat> but um oh there you go <laughs> yeah, nice I, try, I was trying to hold it back but um so yeah so we got to go to a con last weekend uh you know we look close enough to each other that when things like mm -hmm. that are around it's cool we can you know hang out and, and see things like that and i know i'd mentioned it to you and ross last week that that was part of the reason why i took friday off because i was taking my daughter to her first it's her first con all together my first anime con um mm -hmm. and we had a really really good time yeah, mm -hmm. it was a better time than I expected. It was small for what yeah. it was, but it had a really big turnout, I feel. And there oh, were a lot of people there that were really dedicated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, as far as like any of the animes, I mean, I told mm -hmm. my kids about it, you know, they were like, yeah, that's, I mean, there was even some anime stuff that they weren't familiar with. I mean, you know, they're more mm -hmm. like the My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of those, which I say also, kudos to the cosplayers because there was that was some really awesome stuff yeah. there was some really fantastic um cosplays there and it's like i would ask because i had um my daughter was sitting beside me and i'm like do you know who that is she's like oh yeah you know especially if they were my hero academia characters right i'm like well you're doing better than i am because i think jinx is probably the only one i recognized <laughs> there were a lot of jinxes there yeah and there were some really good ones too there were yeah and of course with the really good ones you get the ones that really you know are, are but it's it's more about the heart they're into it. you mm -hmm. can sell the ones who really put the stuff together at home and the ones who probably put a little more money into it but mm -hmm. that's the way it goes with everyone i'm sure um i i thought it was uh it was a fun experience it was cool that the the daughter the character that my daughter was actually cosplaying the voice actor from that that place her was mm -hmm. there uh, we were supposed to go meet her on sunday but when we got there sunday they had just wrapped everything up like 10 minutes before oh man so we didn't get a chance to meet her she was so upset about that but she had a great time she was in the cosplay contest uh, yeah they she won. did a fantastic job i was proud of her yeah what was funny is i know when they got up there and they were going through their whole thing uh i didn't realize what they were doing but it looked like they because i i know i i went through the practices with them and they were supposed to strike a pose walk strike a pose walk and then strike a pose you know three poses mm -hmm. and that was it and when they got on like she did it with her with her cousin and they it looked like they were arguing about what 
they were going to do the whole time. And I was like, just strike a pose, strike a pose. <laughs> not realizing with me not being as into anime, like I knew enough enough to feel like I wasn't an outsider, but definitely not an expert. Uh, I didn't realize <laughs> that that's what they were doing was acting out what those two characters do when I got done. I was like, oh, okay. See, so, that's why you just let your little girl, she knew what I, she was doing. She you knew just exactly. Let, just let her be. She's got yeah. it. She's got yeah. it. <laughs> and they won the uh, with the Rising Star Award, which is pretty cool. So. Yes. I tell you, seeing that cosplay competition, I think the coolest part about it, man, was seeing how absolutely fantastic happy it made some people, man. Like especially, uh, especially like the the ones who from the Five Nights and Freddy who won the overall event, man. Mm -hmm. You could tell they put their heart and soul into this, and they were they weren't expecting to win. Well, they were when we got there. They were um, they were actually rehearsing because they were rehearsing like upstairs because it took it took us for a minute to realize you had to go downstairs to where everything was. So, um, so we actually got to see them kind of do a little rehearsing or whatnot. So, that, I mean, that was really cool. So, and they had some really cool costumes too. That's why, because my son was big for the Five Nights at Freddy's. And I said, what do you think about that? He's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were really, really good. Like I said, there were two that were in that competition that you couldn't see. You had to somebody mm -hmm. walk you up there and kind of walk you across the stage <laughs> and walk you off. That was commitment, you know? Well, um, I think my son was more impressed with the, um, the, I guess with the sword. The guy with the sword. Yeah, the guy at the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that had like the um, scarf or whatnot that was attached yeah. to it so you could actually see the movement. Yeah. We it's haven't got that how, yet, but. <laughs> yeah, well, it's crazy just how adding a scarf to the end of a sword makes it look so much more cool when you're. Doing well, it gives like you all that. that movement. You're seeing where everything's going. So it's. Yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah, really it was, fun. It was really fun. I, I know I asked Claire, I was like, you want to do something like that? She's like, I could tell in the back of her mind, she's like, I'm already thinking about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I just don't know if um, I just don't know if she would actually. I think eventually she might do that. But uh, it was it was great. It was it was awesome. I was I was really um, my kids were stoked. They were super stoked. One of the coolest things I think they had there is when I went there Friday night. Um, they have an open game room, and mm -hmm. in this open game room, they just have tons of computers and games set up and all different kinds of stuff. And you know, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all kinds of uh, video games. Um, and I actually entered a uh, Mario Kart co uh, competition because they were wrong about like, who wants to be in the competition? And I was like, yeah, I haven't played it since it was on 64, but I'll try it because they're playing it on the Wii U. So this, look, I always tell everybody, I made it the second round. None of my other friends made it past the first round, but I made it the second round. Now, they were kind of skeptical about the way I did it, but I just say <laughs> I didn't make the schedule and you got to play who's in front of you. Okay, mm -hmm. You play who's on your schedule. Now, just because me and my daughter signed up at the same time and they happened to pair me up with them in the first round, <laughs> I, I can't I can't control that. Now, second round, I got smashed. I mean, it wasn't even funny. It was you like obliterated. Was like, yeah, by the time the like second or third game like race was on, because it was four race, best of four races. By the time second or third race was on, um, these guys were just kind of like inching away from me, like, who is this guy? Like, what is he doing here? I was way out of place. I was trying to have a good time with it, but yeah, I beat my daughters. But uh, nothing after that with Mario Kart now. Well, yeah, my, my boys. Story. Yeah, my boys found that room. Matter of fact, that's where they were when um, you had gotten there on Saturday. Mm. So, um, so they, yeah, I guess it, it was probably like you know full or whatnot. But still, they were like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. Yeah, and I tell you, with it and the floor where they had all their all the merchandise and stuff, I need to stay away. I need to stay away. <laughs> I need yeah. to stay away. <laughs> There was a whole lot of stuff. You know, I told them, uh, the third day was when we went back in that merchandising area to, to buy stuff. I told my daughters, like, all right, you have this amount of money to spend. That's mm -hmm. it. 
you know, like we're setting the money limit out here. So of course, thick, can I get this? No, can I get this? No. Um, my daughter ended up deciding on the, the, the death note book, which is funny because it was $15 there, but it's $6 on Google, the exact same. Oh, book. Yeah. And I was trying to tell her that, but it was, I guess a little different getting it from the con. So I understood it's no big deal. It was within the limit that I told her she could get. So, but yeah, I, I tried to limit my amount of spending uh, that time. Cause really, other than that, we really didn't spend any money there other yeah. than the, than the admission. So that's pretty fun. Well, and I will say that after dark, not after dark, <laughs> after <probably> hours, <laughs> after about nine o'clock, those cons start to get way more adult, not just with the people that are there, but with the panels and stuff going on, like uh, yeah. 2022 anime award or a hentai awards and uh, history of pornography in, uh, in art and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. Like it definitely gets more adult as these things go on. Cause there were people that were sticking around when we're leaving as kids. Like, no, I'm sticking around for this later. Like it gets a lot more fun about 10 o'clock. Well, there was a, there was, um, I think there was a one piece panel, I think at like eight o'clock, but, and Gage was inter interested in that. But by that time, by after the, the cosplay, he was like, I'm done. He's like, I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot to sit there. I mean, but, uh, cause there were a lot more acts than I thought there was going to be, but it was a fun time. But yeah, um, all in all, man, AnimeCon was fun. I'll probably go back to that one next year. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, overpriced. It was forty five bucks for a three day pass for mm -hmm. me and my. They let one of my daughters in free with cosplay, so I only paid for two of us. Yeah, we just um, we just paid for the two adults because my kids are still young enough to wear. I, I think they let my other one slide. <laughs> I think he was like right on the cusp. So. Oh, they definitely let. Uh, like I, I texted my friend as soon as we got in, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, tell Alyssa she's eleven tonight," because I told him mm -hmm. my daughter was eleven. They let her free, but apparently it was ten and under. And like when yeah. he got there, he told her it was eleven, and she was like, "She's gonna be ten this weekend," and they let her in for free too. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Well, that's what I told him. I said, "I said I got an eight and eleven, and on Saturday for like the, um, I think it was it was a little bit more on Saturday, you know, for like for the adults, but yeah. you know, when I paid, I was, you know, Brown was like, "What?" I said. I, the kids are fine. Just don't worry about it. Just right. walk on. Just walk on. <laughs> Take it and go. Take it and go. <laughs> Just be quiet. Just enjoy yourself. Uh, but yeah, all in all, like I said, it was a fun time. I'll probably go next year, especially if my daughters mm -hmm. are wanting to go, and they really, really enjoyed that. I think the next one I'm going to shoot for is uh, there's a small con here in Fayetteville um, coming up at the end of next month. I might try to go to that. It's just a one-day thing. Mm -hmm. It's I, I'm sure it's probably nice, but I'm going to try to start going to more. And then I want to go to GalaxyCon. Oh, yeah, Raleigh. dude. I already got my tickets. Um, but but I was looking at it, and to be honest with you, uh, it was only like three people that I was like really interested in meeting, and it wasn't even like a matter of like, oh, I really want to see these people. They were just the most three most interesting people there for me, and it was like Patrick Warburton because I'd love to meet him. Actually, he's the guy that I would love to meet. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Katie Sackoff just by name, oh, yeah. and then the the author I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, the guy who writes um, I can't even remember the name of the comic now. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, I'll look at it and figure it out. But yeah, other than um, that, there weren't a lot of people I wanted to meet, but I'm sure there's still a whole lot of stuff to do there. Well, Tom Welling, and yeah. I believe Brent Spiner's going to be there. He was supposed to be there last year, but he ended up um, canceling. And then, um, oh God, Travis Hines is going to kill me because I can't think of his name, but um, Green Arrow, <laughs> he was there. <laughs> oh, uh, Amel. Yeah, Stephen Amell. So he ended up being there. So I actually had a green arrow. I actually had a flash green arrow CW poster that he actually signed. Um, but I did get the family photo with Shatner, so I'm good on that. <laughs> He's gonna, Shatner's going to be there this year too. I know, I know. But like I said, it's it, but Brent Spiner. I'm like, I've got to have data. I mean, I've got to have data. See, He's that's old. my thing is, 
I, I would only want to see that by name. Like I, I know who he is and I know uh-huh. the character he's famous for, but I, beyond that, you know, that's it for me. So it'd be cool to yeah, see but, him, but it's not Tom somebody that's going to draw me there. Tom Welling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I'm sorry. You, you have to remember I, Smallville, even though I, I love Smallville, but that has, that's got it like a, a place in the history of like Brian and I, because I hear throughout us dating, um, we would always get together. I think it was like a Thursday night. We would mm-hmm. get hibachi and watch Smallville. And that's how I knew he was about to propose because <laughs> I never went to the house like on a Tuesday instead of like a Thursday. I'm like, well, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's funny. Um, I've never seen Smallville. See? I, I always say that to people. Just, just I never watched it. You know, just and, and it got past my radar. I just I never saw. So maybe I should go back in to give that one a retro. But it's only like, what, 10 seasons, right? Yeah. It's not much to catch up and on. And I think Erica uh, Durant, I think they uh, uh, announced she's going to be there as well, which... Sorry, Tom is on my. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm sure. I think Tim's is. He's like, I think he's yelling at you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get, I get a lot of crap for that, man. I get a lot of crap for that. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it's just something that I never. Uh, that was that time period in my life, you know. But I don't know. So, uh, Tim, uh, Wobby, or Nathan says, did you ask Tom Willing to uh, do a love session with you in the hubs? I haven't had a chance there. yet, <laughs> <laughs> but it's on the, it's on the table. That's in July, top. Nathan. That's in July. Yeah. Yes. I do remember it is. That's what I'm saying. I can go back and catch up on mm-hmm. it. I'm sure. And probably watch it without previews now and binging model, probably watch 10 seasons pretty quickly, but well, not quickly a few weeks, but I don't know, man. I just, there's, uh, just, there's just a lot of great things. There's a lot of great things in that show. That's, that's one that, um, I probably need, probably need to do a rewatch of that too, because it has been a minute since I've seen it, but it's just so, ingrained you know it's yeah. just like when i ever you know i hear that because i mean i i actually got the um soundtrack so whenever you hear the um opening song which is by remy zero save me you know mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like sometimes i'll pull that out and just listen to it and i'm just and it's just ah, you know it's just it's just nostalgia bad memories just to watch <laughs> yeah. it's crazy it's crazy <sighs> but that's one that just like sticks with you so like i said that might be one that i have to check out but we'll see um Panther Pickle, we're going to talk about uh, Picard here in just a little mm-hmm. bit, and we'll answer some of that stuff for you, or at least try to. But, um, uh, okay, so enough about the cons. Uh, we'll go, unless there's something else you wanted to say. I say, no, I just, I just think it's, it's just fantastic. And it's, it's like I was telling Brian, it's like I really need to like get more into that because there's a lot that you see and learn. And especially mm-hmm. it's something, you know, especially if your kids are interested in it, because my kids are more interested in anime than I am because, mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to keep up with, um, it's like I found out Claire's all about Nezuku, which is um, the little dude's sister on Demon Slayer. I'm like, I didn't even realize you were all about that. I'm like, okay. So yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, some anime, some good stuff. Everything that I've watched so far, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. So I, I'm just not as deep into it. I know. Well, you know, it's just, it's, I, I just think it's cool that, you know, the kids have, interest like that too oh, yeah. you know we have our interest they have their interest and it's cool to mm-hmm. kind of see them because you see the little faces light up and you're just like this is cool <laughs> you know yeah. it's like this is because my parents never took me to stuff like this nope. i mean i was good to go to movies and stuff but i mean you know just mm-hmm. to actually go out and yeah i think it was also a different time i don't know if I, I could be speaking completely out of out of uh line here i don't know if there were cons like this as many when we were younger 
And well, I mean, there was always you know, some type of experiences. It's it's just yeah. an experience to share with your kids. I mean, that's the way I kind of look at it. And yeah, you know, it's just like GalaxyCon, dude. I'm like so excited about that because I mean, it was I was geeking out just as hard as you know everybody else. Yeah. So Nathan yeah, says, uh, "Tell Sarah you need to watch out for the anime boobies." Says your boy is on the verge. <laughs> yes, he is. Lots of yeah. boobies in anime. That yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because even they were walking around because they had a lot of like the, the drawing stuff. You know, my kids were like, <gasps> I'm like, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you remember there, it's just drawings at a con. It's, it's real. <laughs> like, those <are> real <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But, um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, I'd recommend for anybody if you haven't gone to a con, check it out. You know, yeah, it's, it's fun. They're, they're it's fun. fun. They're very, very fun. Now, before we get into the bat, because we're going to talk about that five minute Batman clip that came out. Before mm -hmm. we get into that, I wanted to ask you if there's anything new you're watching, because there's one show me and my wife started watching this morning. That's you definitely need to check out if you haven't. There was that, there was one show that Ross had mentioned that Guardians of the Universe or whatever it was. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I saw the first two episodes. Uh -huh. That shit is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is crazy. But it's like when I kind of read a little bit about it, it was, it's meant to be like that. I mean, it's like you know the, the oh oh it's wild. It's, I want to say it's something like Ruby in the name or something, isn't there a Rose or I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's it was. Because I think I I'm actually sure. watched like the first two episodes and I texted Ross. I'm like, what in the hell did I just yeah. watch? Ross is in the chat room right now. He says, Guardians of Justice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Um, Nathan's asking me what I got. Look, if you, uh, there's a show uh, called Upload. Um, Robbie Amell, uh, Stephen Amell's cousin or brother, whatever he is, it, he's mm -hmm. the main character in it. This show is fucking crazy, man. It's, it's uh, the creator of uh, The Office and Parks and Rec. Okay, so when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Let me let me check it out. So I'm assuming it's going to be like a comedy. And it does have kind of like a comedic underlying tone to it, like anything you see Paul Rudd in type deal, you know? Yeah. Paul Rudd's not in this, but like any, like that kind of style. Um, and it, it's just a crazy concept. Like it's basically a show about when you die, your consciousness is uploaded into a program like a digital city and you can interact with live people and like the live people on the outside are the ones who sometimes are in control of like what you can do and where like it's 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 pretty crazy and like i said i thought it was gonna be like a sitcom comedy going through but there's actually a storyline that rolls through it and about the halfway through the second or third episode they drop like this big thing and you're like oh this is not the kind of show i thought it was like there's <laughs> something you're actually trying to figure out here like okay we got a little mystery involved so it's 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 pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. We think we're, I think we got to the fourth episode this morning. I'm definitely gonna give a rewatch. I think it's got a second season. Uh, but upload is a really really cool show. Now is that on Netflix? That is on Prime. Okay. So. All right, I'll check that out. Yeah. So Tim Tizzy's seen it. He says he says it's funny as fuck. Yeah, I mean it's definitely <laughs> got its moments where it's not just straight comedic, but it's definitely got its moments like okay, they did a good job there, you know. Um, but I, I really really enjoyed that one. I would recommend checking that out. Uh. Of course, Nathan. I mean, we wouldn't expect any less of you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then you need to watch The Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying there's some dong in there? In like the first or second episode? Yeah. <laughs> watch Pam and Tommy. That's where you'll oh. get the, the the most graphic one you've ever seen on screen. 
but, but yeah, I just want to say that check that show out if you haven't. It's it's a really really fun one. Um, I need to check out that uh, Guardians of Justice show, Ross. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to get through that because it's got a it's got an interesting story. I mean, let's put it this way: Diamond Dallas Page is like one of the main characters. Does he perform the diamond cutter? Yes. Like anybody? Okay. Yes. I'm down. I'm yes. down. Because I want to see the diamond cutter. I haven't seen it in forever. It's one of the baddest ass moves ever in wrestling. I want to see it. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm down. So, Plus, yeah. Wasn't he, he? I've seen him act in a few other things, I thought. And he, he didn't do a bad job. It's been so long. Oh, you mean wrestling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> other than wrestling. I'm sorry. Yeah. Other than wrestling. Hey. Well, I mean, it's, it's just, I haven't seen him in so long. So, it was just kind of like, you know. I'm like, there's this voice, you know, you hear this voice and I'm like, well, because it's like a mass, when you first meet him, it's like a mass character. And like I said, um, I've only seen the first two episodes. So it's, yeah, it's when you got to invest in, it's, it's kind of like the boys, you know, it's, it's, you got to invest in it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's crazy kind of along those lines, you know, which I haven't seen the animated boys. So I can only imagine, because this is kind of like, not quite an animated but right. a live action kind of, cause there's a lot of sequences in there. It's, it's just really, some of it's like really kind of blase, but it's, it's, it's really cool, really cool take on it. So, I mean, it, it did keep my attention, Yeah. but, um, but I don't know. It's just like, I heard this voice. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I looked it up. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me for real. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really cool. It was really cool. Well, uh, I got nothing else. I'm trying to think what I've been watching a lot of college basketball this week, so I haven't had a lot of time yeah. to watch new stuff. I'm actually I'm not gonna lie. I'm the Carolina kickoff is here in just a minute, and I'm uh, I'm gonna have it on my phone in the background <laughs> here, so you'll see me glance every <laughs> once in a while. Not that's a kickoff, didn't I? Tip off, excuse me. Um, football in the brain. Sorry. Speaking of kickoff, I just have to I have to shout out to this. My boy's birthday is today. Number sixteen, Brandon Zilstra. Oh. I was like, I was like, I just met your son. He's not 16. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but no, but he's about as tall as you are, though. We, that's not saying much. <laughs> that's not saying much. I come from a short stock. I'm Jewish, man. I can't help it. It's just it's part of the deal, man. Small people. But I told you, I said, because you did get to meet my kids, and they are, they're something else, aren't they? Uh, well, I, you didn't get to talk to them very much, but they're, they're, uh, I mean, they seemed into it, and they're tall. <laughs> like I said, your kids are almost your kids are taller than me. Shoot, my my fifteen year old's almost taller than me, though. So, yeah, it was it was cool. <laughs> I, I had to make peace with being short at like nine, ten years old, because that was just the way it was going to be. Otherwise, I'd be you know upset my whole life. So, <laughs> not saying it's still upsetting, but uh, all right. Um, well, you want to get into? Uh, oh, Let's talk Halo. You want to talk Halo? You want to talk about? Let's talk Halo real quick. Let's talk, Let's Halo, talk Halo real quick. Okay, cool. Okay, the reason I want to talk Halo so quick, this is the reason why, is because, number one, Brian has played Halo from day one. So I've never played it. I think I tried to one time, but I'm, that's just not my type of game. So I was really curious to see what his reaction was going to be, since he knows, you know, all the characters, storylines, and that kind of thing. So I watched it on Thursday. I had, like, a break from work, and I'm like, you know, I just need, I just, I'm just going to see her. I'm just going to watch it. And I'm watching her. I'm like, I was like, this is interesting. So when Ron came home, we watched it again. He's not a fan. But Ooh. I don't know if it's the fact because he knows he's played it. He knows the story. He knows the characters. Okay. Um, because I don't know if any of you fellas in the um, chat room have seen the first episode of Halo or not. Because 
I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers yet. You know, I don't really, you know, want to talk, but there's just some. I don't know. I think you should drop some spoilers. It's been a few days since it's been out, or, or two days now. Well, it came out Thursday. True. It came out Thursday. So, out of hell with it. We're just going to have I full see, spoiler. I see you drop some full spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, we're full spoilers. It. Yeah, we're reviewing so it. So, the, the main thing was, it's like, leading up, because that last trailer, you know, you're just like, are you going to see Master Chief? How are they going to handle Master Chief? You know, is he going to be a character? Because, you know, he's always, that's who you basically play as. From what I understand, I could be wrong, but anyways, Far he's always been kind of like a nameless, you know, like a faceless type character. You just knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm really curious to see how they're going to set this up because, you know, towards the end of the episode, you know, we're sitting there and Brian's like, oh, hell, they are no, no, they're not. I said, you, they sure did. <laughs> so <laughs> you meet Master Chief, which yeah. I guess on one side of you have to create some type of story. But then again, I think once you kind of dive into the creation of this series, I don't think these guys really watched or really are keeping to like the the story of Halo. Right. I think they're taking the the world and the characters and just creating the whole thing. It, like kind of like a Mortal Kombat type thing. It's 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 part of the reason why it's so difficult to do video mm-hmm. games in the movies and shows. I think. You know? I didn't watch it till this morning. Uh, I when I got on my phone this morning and I opened up Google, you know, it gives you the feed of all the stuff that you, you know, related to what you used to the algorithm feed. And the very bottom of the feed, it's like, Halo, the next line of bad uh, adaptations from comic books to, or from, from video games to, to live action. And I was like, ah, oh, no, didn't click on it. Cause like, I don't want it to sully my opinion before I watch it, you know? Yeah. But shortly after that, I turned it on and watched it. I go into Halo I, I pay probably know more than you about it, but probably mm-hmm. not much because I played it quite a bit in in uh, like college and everything. But when I played it, it was just me and my buddies playing each other. It wasn't playing the storyline. Yeah. So I know the looks, the sounds, the guns, stuff like that. But I don't know any of the history or anything like that. Neither. So I'm going into it kind of blind, but just knowing about the characters. I I didn't think it was that bad. There, well, there were some things about it that I want to I want to bring up that was just kind of like ah, I don't know about that, and yeah. maybe they can answer this in the future, but. I didn't really think it was that bad. Like it, it left me wanting to know what happens next, which is what you want the intro to do. And I'm not lost going in. Like by the end of this episode, I know every character, I know what their position is. And I kind of, and I, now I want to know where they're going. What like what their objective is mm-hmm. from here, you know? And that's what I wanted from a, from a premiere for it. Well, I mean, like I said, it's like, I just wanted to get Brian's like first initial reaction to see, because he's like, oh yeah, you know, they're bringing these guys in, you know, they're doing, you know, this, uh, because I thought it was cool as hell the way they introduced the Spartans. They just pop, pop, pop. I'm like, okay, because you know, some shit was about to go down. Mm -hmm. It was about to get crazy. But I I don't know. I guess it's just like the humanitarian side of it. You know, it's like having the characters, seeing how they interact. I'm just like, I think that's the big thing for me to kind of get used to. Because, right. you know, you have like this iconic character and you're like, oh, so you're going to kind of bring him down a notch to kind of make him more human. Because let's face it, Master Chief, I mean, he's like superhuman, dude. I mean, that's just that's just that iconic character that you always think about. So or at least that's always been my impression. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like I said, I went into it with no kind of knowledge of, of Master Chief. I know who Master Chief is. But mm-hmm. as far as I understood it, there wasn't a lot of background story to him himself. Mm-hmm. anybody in the chat who knows anything else can correct me and maybe there is so maybe in this they're just trying to develop a story a plausible story that you could use for this character which from what it looks like it looks like he's somebody that they're using um 
as a weapon, yeah. basically. Yeah. It has no memory of his past, and they're using him as a weapon type deal. Well, I mean, and I think that's cool. I think once I get over that initial, like, okay, this is what I, my preconceived notion or what I've known, what little I know. So I think now once I kind of push that to the side, now I'm ready to go move forward and just enjoy it for the story that it is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's kind of until Brian, I was like, well, you know, they've got, you want to see Master Chief's face. I mean, they're, they're going to introduce this character because obviously he's going to be a main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's just like, once you kind of get past that. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I just hope it doesn't. I mean, what did you think about the CGI? There were some moments that I looked at and I was like, ah, this is kind of wonky. Like, especially whenever you'd see them, like the, the Spartans run and then jump and land on something. I was like, that looks kind of weird. <laughs> the characters themselves, like the bat, the covenant. Um, mm. I thought they looked pretty good. The elites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not expecting like the, the best stuff I've ever seen. This is a streaming service show. I mean, it's it, for, for what they were, what I was expecting. I, I, I was satisfied. Let's put it that way. Um, the close-ups weren't too bad. I thought the swords looked badass the way mm-hmm. they used them. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I said, th- I didn't see a lot wrong with this episode. That's why when I read that, didn't read that article, when I saw that title for that article, I was like, I don't want it to mess my opinion up. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't gone back and read it because after I watched it, I was like, well, I don't agree with that just from the title. So I'm not even going to give it the time of day, you know? Well, see, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, you know, because I think that was a lot of, you know, you know, whomever had like played it and, you know, whatever story there was in that because, you know, Brian's always one. He always plays the storyline first. Then he'll go back in and, you know, whatever. But it, it was just really interesting because, I mean, like I said, it, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I thought, I'm like, okay, I think that we're setting up be something. Because at Dr. Halsey, I'm like, this chick is shady as hell. And I, I, I want to see what's going on. I mean, because <laughs> there's some crazy shit about to go down. You know what the worst part about Halsey was? Is I could not figure out for the life of me where I knew her from. Could you think of anything else you'd seen her in? No, all I could think of is like, I want that hairstyle. <laughs> I, I definitely right. think that. I've worn hair for years. So yeah, that's always a problem that I have. But no, I was, I was she did look familiar, like, though. She was from, did you ever watch Californication? No, I didn't, but I've probably was, seen, like, I hadn't seen the whole show, but I've probably, um, you know, like, seen, like, you know, tidbits from little bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's like David Duchovny's girl in Californication. Okay. So like, like I, I, it, I had to look that up. And as soon as I looked it up, I was like, Oh, how did I not know that? Yeah. And she starred in some other stuff too, but that's from, that's what I would know her from. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting character. I don't know if her motives are bad or, or good to be truly honest with you, because the way it's kind of being portrayed right now, if master chief rebelling or guess, guess doing what he's doing is actually the right thing to do. All right. You know, so if she's on his side, I don't know if, if she's really a bad guy, but I don't know. I don't know if she's on his side or not, to be true. Well, see, and that was, that was an interesting, an interesting thing, too, because, you know, she was standing up for him. And even when she told the other Spartans, she's like, protect Master Chief, no matter mm-hmm. what goes down. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think there's some political intrigue afoot, too. So, especially when you find out that um, oh, the one girl that actually talked to um, Quan, you find out that's apparently her daughter. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like butting heads on certain things, you know, right. this guy, because I think it was just kind of weird how, how, how they had that lab and just had all the pieces of the covenant. You know, you had like limbs and heads and torsos. And I was just like, OK, well, y'all doing some mad studying, but still. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the covenant. We talked about the CGI a minute ago. And 
I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I didn't know anything going in. So whenever they said Spartans, because at the very beginning, the the town's describing how Spartans are killers and and, mm-hmm. and death and blah. And like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know that Master Chief and those guys are the good guys. So Spartans must be bad guys. That must be the people they're after. Then the first ones they introduce is the Covenant, and and uh, and I'm thinking that's the Spartans because they're unkillable beasts. And when they first come to the city, they're shooting at them with these guns, and it's doing nothing, mm-hmm. right? So then the Spartans get there. Okay, I learned then that those are the Spartans, the actual good guys are the Spartans, mm-hmm. and this is where you, yeah, you know there's a political. Because you remember they said they said Marines, and then they said Spartans. Right, right. Because I thought the Marines were were Master Chief in, in them. That's what I thought they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so they get there, and this is one thing that bothered me was when they use their own guns. I'm cool with it. They come down, they use their own guns, they shoot the Covenant. The Covenant goes down. They couldn't do it with the guns that the Resistance had or whoever there was, but they could do it with their guns. But when they pick up the guns that the resistant has and start shooting at the covenant uh-huh. and take them down, how does that work? Like, why does that gun work for you, but it didn't work for them? And people would say, "Oh, aiming," but that was a mini gun. Like, <laughs> like that's what's on the front of an A10 Warthog. <laughs> like, like but that gun, all you got to do is point and pray. And you don't got to pray; you just got to point. Yeah, and exactly. You, I mean, you just like point, shoot, you know? and just yeah. Yeah, so, so I didn't understand. I saw that and I was like, ah, I don't really like that. How does it work for them? But it doesn't work for them. But I see how you got to do it. You got to make it look like they're superior and they're so much better. Okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, I also didn't like how whenever Quan was there and her dad was there, and they were the last two. Okay, they're the last two people in this village. All the Covenant's been killed except for this one. So you have, what was their silver team? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't silver team something was whatever the four uh, Spartans were called mm-hmm. walking around all and there's just one guy left. Neither one of them run. Run. <laughs> Why would you like she's under the car and the things running at her. Get up and run away. First of all, don't just stand there under the car. And then when her dad's right there beside him, he starts moving towards him, fight him. Fucking run. You've what? just seen these Spartans take these things out and they've wiped everybody, you know, out run. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't understand, and I guess you gotta set the heroes up. You gotta set the heroes up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they did have the line earlier, and I thought it was funny that they were like, "We're warriors," as they're looking for a place to hide from the fight. And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's all right." We're well, warriors. see, that would be my first response because number one, you know, if I see something like this, I'm like, makes me wonder what else in their world have you seen? Because I would be a lot, hell of a lot more freaked out. I don't even know if I'd try to even fight that because yeah so i'm curious to see how that's going to shape up as far as like how they came about you know how this war started because it sounds like you've got the covenant you've got the was it mcsu you've got them fighting the covenant but then you got these rebels that are rebelling against the mcsu i'm thinking okay what politically what is going on right here yeah yeah, it, it, it's definitely weird, especially because they, they said they've, I think they said it, they've been fighting them for X amount of years and they don't know anything uh-huh. about them or the even reason that they're fighting for. Uh-huh. But then you go to the Covenant's jellyfish ship, yep. which, by the way, it looked just like a jellyfish. Uh-huh. Their, their, their headquarters, which we don't know where it's at. And there's a human on there. That looks like Lady Gaga. Ex- yeah, <laughs> I guess. They haven't <laughs> explained that story. And I don't, I don't know where they're going to go with that in the future. Maybe that's something in the background, but they, they, I have no idea. I don't, is that, if that's anything involved with the game or if that's just something they're creating for the show? Well, sure. I will say this it's because when you saw the, the dude that was on, that was, I don't even know what they're called, but um, when you saw him coming through when they were on the, on the ship, when he was talking to the human, 
you know, Brian was like, oh, they've got these guys. I was like, okay. So, you know, that's in there. So, and then okay. you also, at some point, I'm just curious how they're going to introduce or if they're going to have like the other characters known as the flood, which they're, they're like nightmare-esque things as well, which not like the elite smart, but you know how it goes. Right. The whole covenant thing is just, you know, but it's just, I'm really interested to see how it unfolds because I think, you know, you're t- like I said, you're taking these iconic characters and you're throwing them in there. And even for somebody that hasn't, you know, doesn't know anything about the game itself. I mean, I think it's, it'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to try to go in there with just like an open mind. I've already kind of got my preconceived notions pushed out of the way. So. <laughs> right. Hey, like I said, I, I enjoyed the first episode. It caught me enough to where I want to, I want to see more. Um, but but like I said, with the exception of a couple things, like they don't explain, they don't explain why Master Chief doesn't, uh, commit the article 72 after they send him the murder for, Mm -hmm. to murder, um, Quan, right? Mm -hmm. They kind of do. And I think it's that moment they have together where they're talking, you know, and, and she makes the argument where he's talking about how the reason why he did this, the orders were changed, talking about killing her mother. Mm -hmm. The orders were changed. I was told to do this. They were an imminent threat. And then she asked, she was like, what were they a threat from? He was like, I have people who know things that I don't know. What I see on the ground may not be true. Mm-hmm. And then her rebuttal was, well, Kit, doesn't that work both ways? And it does. And I think that's that moment that clicked mm-hmm. in his mind. Because it does work both ways. Maybe what you're seeing on the ground doesn't reflect what they're seeing up there. It's just interesting how they made the choice for him to do it. But, I mean, I'm sure it all ties into that artifact. Absolutely. Which I thought that's looked really cool the way they did that. You know, <clears throat> I love the effect of that. But he's starting to get memories back. I'm not sure. Well, see, that's the thing about it too. I think that the way he was conditioned probably is like one of those situations where, you know, it was probably like a young guy, you know, came in, you know, they did all these, you know, whatever repressed memory. Because didn't didn't Halsey say something to or allude to the fact that you know kind of wiped his took his memory out or mm-hmm. you know something along those lines? Because the other dude, he you know when he says about memories, he's like, oh, like oh shit, you know something something's wrong with the program. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably going to that's I'm curious to see how that unfolds, because that way you're that's how you're going to go back and learn how these Spartans became so damn elite. I mean, because mm-hmm. to fight to be able to. In these suits, because I mean, realistically, I mean, I don't think these suits would be very um, articulate because, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. like just a lot going on, Yeah, especially for them to be as nimble as they are. Yeah, but, I mean, that's I mean, just <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, just there's really no way to make any kind of body armor uh, easy to, <laughs> to move around. And I can tell you, it's, it's just not not going to happen. But the way it looks, I think, is amazing. And and I thought the way they uh, they made the uh, the Spartans look in this episode looked great, which um, I thought it was interesting. Apparently, Master Chief is different than the other Spartans, though, because he talked about how his suit helped out with his vitals and everything else which makes me think that he's almost like vader-esque he needs his suit to survive or if that's just the way they control him maybe but the other ones you saw totally iron manned it up where they like walked into the circle and spread their arms and legs and the suit built itself around them and i was like okay so the other ones are different than him we just don't know how yet they're loyal we don't know yet so uh, and then i didn't like i didn't like kwan in the uh okay so he doesn't execute the order to kill them, so they take matters in their own hands. They kill the oxygen on the ship, trying to knock them out so they mm-hmm. can come there, right? Why, after that, is Quan like, holding the gun at him and, like, getting mad at him? I'm like, dumbass, he just saved you. 
He's trying to save you. He's explaining that to you. And she has all this. <laughs> she has all this mistrust that's been ingrained in her. It's like I, I get that. because yeah. right there before her father died, you know, as she said, for her entire life, he had always been fighting, you know, the rebellion, you know, against, you know, the Spartans, against all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right there at that moment when the Spartans come in to save their village for the most mm -hmm. part, at that point, I think he realizes, hey, they're here to help. Mm -hmm. But he's never able to tell his daughter that. Because, you know, there's awesome. like this, this moment here and he's just like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're, you, you know, or at least for this moment in time, you guys are the good guys. Right. And, but she still has that, it, you know, ingrained in her to where, you know, they've always been the bad guys. So you have right. this trust. And I think that's what a part of the storyline too. Cause I'm like, this chick is going to be a part of it. She somehow she's going to be like one of the main characters. And now I could be wrong, but you know, sometimes the way things are set up like that, where, you know, I'm like somebody, just a little human female juvenile. I mean, how big of a role is she going to play? So. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a main one. I mean, how long before you start seeing that haircut? Everybody. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm trying to think, uh, is there anything else about this that really stood out to me? Um, it, it's it's kind of hard to, to to talk a lot about it because the first episode did introduce a lot of characters. And like I said, it did a good job where I remember these characters now. I know who's in what role, and I kind of have an idea of what direction they're going in. They left me interested to see what happens mm -hmm. next, and that's all I needed in the show. Um, it's not the best show ever. But mm -hmm. it's a fun watch, and I think that it'll be something that I keep up with weekly. It, I can give it an hour a week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, so. but, uh, they finally make their getaway at the end, too. So it's going to be interesting to see um, where do you go from here? Like, if you're them, uh, like, where do you go from here? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what we tune in next week. <laughs> well, I do, I do hate that Brian didn't like it because I hate whenever, like, there's something for me that I, I – really enjoy and they're putting it on a i'm gonna a, make him watch it i'm gonna make him watch it because i'm like dude it's like i mean halo was always a game like i said I, like halo and destiny that was something that he always played but i'm like dude i'm gonna make you watch this we're gonna follow this because there's still some other aspects of the, i'm still curious to see like i said the flood that's like another one and i'm like damn it i want to see the needler too that better pop up at some point Oh, I'm sure it will. Too popular for a gun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and you know, it's like talking about the guns and you know all the different types of guns and stuff. And he's, you know, the energy sword and all this, because you know that energy sword. I was like, okay, I recognize that one off the bat. So I'm gonna make him stick with it. I said, we're gonna watch this. <laughs> well, I wonder, are his problems with it, um, like issues that can't be fixed, or something I don't that know. he didn't see that might be fixed? Because because I'm hoping that if he keeps watching it, maybe like some of his questions are answered or maybe they go a direction. He's like, okay, I'm cool with that. And, and like I said, I'm hoping it's something he likes. Cause well, I know so that's, that's what I'm trying. That's what we'll try to figure out too, because you know, since I mean, just the first episode and I think once you get over the fact of, okay, yes, you got to see master chief as a individual character. You actually saw his face. You know, he is a person. Right. I think once you kind of get past that, I'm just like, all right, dude, let's just watch it. Let's just roll with it. We'll see what happens. At least they gave it to you in the first episode. Yeah. So, which, I mean, yeah. and also an, another point, too, you know, he was thinking, well, why couldn't they do something, you know, like kind of did with Mandalorian? You know, let it go and then do a reveal. And I'm like, uh, I, I kind of debated against that because I'm like, well, I think right off the bat, it's like that's what the story is going to kind of revolve around because you need to kind of see Master Chief's, you know, 
humanity or something. See, I didn't even know his name was John. I'm like, I'm like, John. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, that's right. I'm like, oh, I, see, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. But like I said, he's well, he's played the story mode on this. So he's gone yeah. through all that. So some of these details. So and I, and I totally get how it is. It's hard to follow, and it's you know you feel like it's it's like this. But I'm like, dude, it's like anything else. I mean, you know, even some of the stuff in the MCU. You know, like with Infinity War. I mean, you didn't go. It wasn't comic accurate. Right. I mean, they you know, kind of took exact same story. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're taking bits and pieces, and you're kind of creating a somewhat type story mm -hmm. or a similar type story. So I'm like, just just roll with it, dude. Just roll with it. It's cool. It'll be fine. <laughs> I think he'll end up coming around. Well, like I say that it could end up going to crap and the show being crap, but I hope he ends up going around. With it, so. <laughs> well, I, I, I had a good impression. Like I said, once you got through all the other stuff, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's got my interest. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I will say it was cool. The music, they hit, they hit the music at the right point in times. They hit mm -hmm. the, um, I liked when they were battling and you, uh, when I remember in Halo when your health gets low, you get that. Uh -huh. You heard that sound. It's like your shield that. like regenerating. And then when he regenerated, you heard that sound too. And I was like, okay, that was cool. I, like I played the game enough to know that. And I remember that. That was cool. Um, so I like little things like that they did mm -hmm. there. So for me, like I said, they did a good job. Well, I mean, and for something like that, I don't think it would work if you actually did follow the storyline, you know, from the game. I don't I don't think it would have worked. I think there's more, there's other details you need to add to it in order to create a more fuller story, honestly. Right. But that's all I have to say about Halo. <laughs> all, I have to say about that. <laughs> all right, well let's uh, let's move on. We'll be covering that. That comes out weekly, so we'll just cover uh -huh. that same nice comes out same nice card, card, right? No, the card comes. No, yes, it does. Both that's Thursdays? right. Cause, yeah, because Discovery came out on Wednesday and the card comes on Thursday, so these both come out on Thursday, and they're both so, on Paramount. Thursday's a Paramount Plus day for me uh -huh. now, or Friday morning, one of the two. <laughs> All right, well, uh, before we get into into Picard, let's discuss that uh, juicy little clip we got dropped the other day of the uh, deleted scene from the Batman with yes. the Joker in it. Give me your thoughts on this one, because I've seen all different kinds of thoughts on this one. I want to see if you give me a new one. No, I, I think pretty much letting you guys know, I was just like, deranged psychotic just scarred and scabbed and just gross i'm like oh just it, it's like batman's like just psychopath therapist i guess i don't know i mean it's just it was really it was really creepy it was just creepy, really creepy is a yeah creepy is a really really good word for it and, and here's the thing is i've seen a lot of people online uh you know both back and forth about how much they love it or how much they hate it. And I guess you're going to get that with anything. Yeah. But for me, just that five minute clip was five minutes, five seconds. Uh -huh. uh, not, a, I mean, of course they're talking about the whole thing, but it's only five minutes of dialogue between the two. You don't really even see much of him and fully. You see glimpses of him. You kind of get a couple decent looks at him, but you don't really get to see it in whole. I don't have enough to judge whether I like this or not. What I can tell you is it doesn't look like something that like right off the bat I would be totally down for, but it does look like something that if I'm given a proper story and the acting's done right, I can roll with it. You know, I, I just, I just need more before I determine whether this is a bad joke or not. And I don't think anybody should be judging whether this is a bad joke or not. It's just. My thing, if you're going to introduce a you know, joker like this, it's like my interest, even though I was like creep the hell out, my interest was peaked enough to where what is up with this dude? Mm -hmm. Because just that little bit of dialogue, you know, there's some history there. There's something 
this is not the first time or that was just the impression I got. Right. Because otherwise, why would you be coming to him unless he's like, was the Joker have some kind of psychological background? I mean, because, you know, why? Or you're just asking the crazy. Okay, you're crazy. You're psychotic. Okay, this dude's psychotic. Okay, maybe I can get your psychotic opinion. So I, I don't know, it, but it was enough to kind of, because when you see something like that, for me, I'm just like, what happened to this dude? Yeah. You know, because I, I didn't really, because the reason I say that is because like with Leto's Joker, I didn't really want to, when I saw him, I'm, I wasn't like, what happened to this dude? You know, I, was, mm -hmm. I just kind of took him for face value. Right. But with this one, because there seems like there's a lot more layers there. Because and plus he sounded like a younger one too. He sounded like a younger mm -hmm. Joker. You know, we're kind of used to like, I don't know, like older ones or kind of more experienced. If that makes any I, sense. I always picture him and Batman around the same age, mm -hmm. Joker and Batman, like in my mind. So, so if you've got Batman starting out, you know, maybe he came well, across not, him in year possible. one. Well, you know, this is year two. So, Here's the thing is that that's my thing is I, I think of the two choices you had there. For me, it's more the latter. It's just, hey, I'm psych. You caught me before. I'm a psycho. And because I have psychotic traits, you're coming to me because you don't know what to do with this. Because I feel like if it's year one or two of Batman, you don't have enough time to have an arch enemy yet. Yeah. You know, like, but there's got to like be some reasoning behind it because it just just felt like. I, I don't know. It's, it's but see, reasoning that's behind what, him going there or reasoning. Yeah. Behind him dropping the clip. No reason behind like Batman and Joker having some Joker. type of previous type relationship or some think, some kind of interaction. I think to be honest with you, the only reason that was ever filmed was just fan service. It was just to have just because it was going to be in the movie and they cut it out for time. Yeah, they didn't need that scene in the movie whatsoever. The movie worked just fine without it. If it could have been put in there, it would have worked just fine with it too. But it didn't need to be in there. I think that was the reason why it was cut. It was one of those fan service moments. Yeah, you know uh, where cool we got to see the next version of the joker type deal and well i think there were i think i think reeves did talk about that to where you know because you know it's like brian and i were talking about that and i was like well you think there'll be like a director's cut he's like no there's not gonna be a director's cut or from what he has read and a lot you know some other folks or other things that you've read was you know they put that in there because you know may not have added that much to it but then again it's like it might have overshadowed you know like the riddler you know, that right. kind of thing. Because, you know, whenever you say like Batman and Joker, I mean, obviously Joker, you know, just in, you know, historically or whatnot, that's always been like the, the prime number one villain. You know, that's mm -hmm. Batman's arch enemy, you know, arch enemy number one. So I think it kind of would have lessened maybe like what was going on in the Riddler, you know, so it wouldn't be as that, you know, forefront. Right. But it, but it was still a cool idea. So I was like, maybe, you know, maybe that might be what's coming up next. I don't know. This Joker, I, I'm like I said, no matter how much it creeped me out, I kind of want to see where that goes because this one is like really freaking creepy. <laughs> it is. It, it fits very, very in line with this uh, tone they've given this universe that he's in. Yes. You know? like it, it fits in there. And it's like I said, I, I don't have enough to judge him off yet. I want to see it. And yes, I definitely yeah. think it's going to be in the next movie. Uh, he'll be a main character, a character in the next movie, or at least a bigger character in this trilogy. Because uh, you don't drop that scene in there otherwise. And I don't think you drop that scene on the internet unless you're trying to pump up your pre-sales for the yeah. you know, hard copy when it comes out. Because I'm sure that'll be in the hard copy. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. A scene you can watch. Um, 
But so have you seen some of the steals, like of like his close up, like the steals, like with his mouth, with like all the teeth and just it's pretty like, gross. Yeah. They, like, they did a pretty, happened, pretty good job. Like, I'm like, what happened to this guy? <laughs> well, it makes you wonder. Did he fall into the vat of acid? <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm sure we're going to find out with Matt Reeves Batman what's going on with the Joker next. You got to. It's like standard procedure now. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm already ready to see it again. <laughs> I'm telling this. There's just something about this movie that is just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Because, like I said, um, uh, Brian and Claire went and saw it last Sunday. And, you know, Brian was even like, he's like, the more I see this, it's like the more I like it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of the way I'm going to be, too. I've only seen it the once. I'm going to, I definitely want to go see it again. Um, I don't know if I'll go see it in theater again, but I want to see it again soon uh-huh. um, when it comes out. It's just, like I said, it's not my Batman yet, but I got a pretty good feel in the direction it's going that by the end of the trilogy, I'm like, okay, this is, this is the best Batman. Because even rewatching that, uh, that scene with the Joker, I was looking at, uh, Pattinson in the cowl, just that one uh-huh. scene stand with the cowl, not the rest of the suit thing, but that does that does look good. Like he looks uh-huh. good in the cowl, the chops, uh-huh. like the open face, like it, it looks pretty good. I'm like, okay, that's, that's Batman. Right <laughs> Are you there. good I, with that? You, you still I'm don't start, like the I'm collar, but you like, do with everything else. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually okay with the collar too. Like I said, it's just the armored suit is not the armored suit and the powers the suit gives him is my biggest issue, but not enough to to knock me out of Batman. I've seen a lot of bad Batman suits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this one doesn't rank anywhere near the worst Batman suits ever, for sure. It's just not my cup of tea, but I grow with the character. So, well, I think uh, I, I think one of the other things I like about it is is the like I said the psychological aspect. It's like you know like the the noir. It's it's a detective film, and you know, and I think this, you know, just seeing that little clip for that, I mean, you know, that's adding to it as well. You know, it's you know same difference as when you know he was talking to the Riddler. You know, it's it's not just uh, go in there and beat them up and, you know, throw them into Arkham. I mean, there's actually more, there's more dialogue. There's more, you know, analytical type things going on here. So I think that's, it's, it's just more of a thriller to me, honestly. What films have done recently that's made them better as far as superhero films, at least, is they've given the villains more of a of character depth and like, now you see reasoning a lot of times behind villains. It's not just bad, good guys fighting mm-hmm. bad guys. You see reasoning behind villains. And a lot of times, to be truly honest with you, some of the stuff the villains are saying are, is not wrong. Right. Like, like it's really not. It's just the way you're going about it. It's not the right way to do it. But your mindset's not wrong. Like, you are right. Um, it's just you had know. a different reaction than the normal person. <laughs> right, right. You didn't handle, you didn't fill out the proper paperwork. Or you didn't go yes. the right line. I don't know, but but yeah, the, the the villains being so great is, uh, and that's for me that that's what DC just nails the villains, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, with the exception of maybe uh, Parallax and Green Lantern. I love that movie, but yeah, I should have done that. Um, <laughs> DC does a great job with villains. So. Uh, all right, well, five into Batman clip. If you haven't checked it out, it's all over the internets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll be out there, and I'm sure it'll be on the hard copy whenever it comes out. And I'm sure we're gonna see Joker. In the very near future of the Batman series, as he's Reeves is set up for a very interesting one. I mean, that's because, like I said, it invoked an emotion where you're like, instead of like being like totally like ew gross, this is just too much for me. This is like, what is wrong with this dude? What what's going on? I mean, it's because you can tell something's twisted in there because it's like his face is twisted and you know his mind's twisted. So I'm just kind of curious, what in the hell happened there? Yeah. 
hair looks burnt off, which is kind of weird. Because that's a joker that I couldn't see a Harley Quinn with. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean. Unless she's busted looking. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on what they do with Harley Quinn. The, the look, if they ever introduce that, the look of there. But I don't think you could, I don't know. You could introduce Harley Quinn in this universe. Why couldn't you? See, I would see her more as like the like the animated Batman Harley Quinn. I would see her more like on that version versus like the you know the Suicide Squad version. Like subservient to him type deal. Yeah, you know, just kind of like doing that whole Harlequin type deal because you know, I could really see where he could like really be messing with her head. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could have been maybe something happened beforehand, you know, when, when she hit the I, Hey, in Batman the Animated Series, Joker was straight up abusive to Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, he was an asshole. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that was on the like when I rewatched it with with Travis when we were doing uh-huh. the reviewing it. I was like, man, I was like, this was on a cartoon when I was younger. I was like, that is like abusive. Yeah, he was like a total dick, man. I was like, yeah. like, oh my gosh, this poor little girl. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, that's the way the character is, you know, uh-huh. in, in the books. But uh, I just didn't expect it on a Saturday morning cartoon show. Gets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that um it's not to the forefront but it's you know that sub-level type thing or um yeah i can't think of the word i'm looking for but you know it's just like that underlying you know where you see that and you're like mm. hopefully you know a lot of kids don't pick up on that. right right <laughs> or oh, that subconscious like, type deal you know that kind of thing there's so much stuff i go back and watch now that i watched when i was a kid and as an adult i pick up on stuff that i was like wait a second I never, I never noticed that as a kid. I remember them saying that, but I had no idea what the hell it meant. Like, That's why I can't watch SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. There's too much of SpongeBob. I'm like, y'all don't need to watch this. They're like, why? I'm like, you don't need to be watching this. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, you ready to move on? Let's talk about the uh, the last thing tonight. We got two weeks worth of Picard. I just binged both of them uh, a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. Man, this show is really, really pulling me in. Like, as a person who does not know a ton about Star Trek, I know, I know a little bit, so I'm not totally lost. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not lost in this show at all. Like, they've done a great job. I didn't even watch season one, and I'm not lost in this show at all. This feels like, like I said, I didn't see season one, but it feels like this first season of a show. Mm-hmm. Like, everything from the beginning they've explained to you, you haven't missed anything. I feel like I don't need to know anything from the last season. I've got everything going on, and the pace of this show is what I love the most. It's fast-paced, but not, like, rushed, and there's not filler. Like, you get what you need to know. You get this scene. The story moves on. First episode was, bam, this is what happens. Second episode is, how do we get there? Third episode is, we've got there. Fourth episode is, now we're doing this. Like, I just Mm -hmm. like it. It's just moving quick, you know? Um, Because we're, what, now we're three days in their time away from the end Mm -hmm. of the show? Mm-hmm. Which is a three episodes too, I think, which is perfect. Last three days, three episodes. Well, let's go through the two weeks and I've got notes so we can kind of, uh, I can hit a little bit of everything, but we don't have to go in any kind of particular order. I'm going to start off with um, the episode from two weeks ago where they're just getting to uh, Earth 2024. I didn't know phasers vaporized. Is that, <laughs> is that anything? I didn't know I mean- that. Yeah, they, they can because you've, you've got basically stun and you basically mm-hmm. got kill. So stun, that will just, like I said, stun you. Kill is when it... Well, see, here's the thing, though, is like, I know there's also, like, it shoots like a blaster bolt, too, right? I thought that was kill. I didn't know there was vaporize. Why would you always not have it set to vaporize if you <laughs> if you have the two options? I have this one that, that might hit him and might hurt him, or this one that if it touches him, he's gone. 
I, I would guess always it just depends have a on the, the situation. You know, it's like if, if you're going into something that's like super, you know, if you're, because it's like the, like Romulans, you know, like whenever, you know, you always get up to get Romulans or um, Klingons, they're going to shoot to kill. They're not going to stunt. They're going to go, they're going to go in for the kill because they're the ones that are always that, you know, have their phasers on stun or um, kill and you, everybody always poops. Right. Well, everybody in Star Trek is a way better shot than they are in Star Wars. <laughs> way better shots. Um, okay, so they make the jump, and this is one part that really bothered me, but as I got into the next episode, and it's funny because whenever I start writing in a question, I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about this because this makes me mad. Like, usually as I'm writing that, the question's answered for me, you know? <laughs> so my, my question was when they when they get to Earth, they crash land into this, this the, through these trees and everything else, and I'm like, first of all, where in California is that? Second of all, I was like, how does nobody notice that? And the whole show, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, they better explain that. They better explain that. And they're going back to the ship. They're showing the ship. Nothing. And I was like, man, why? Then I get to the next episode and realize they're not in L.A. <laughs> that they're at <laughs> Chateau Picard. Right? Yeah, they're pretty much in, yeah, they're in France. Yeah. As I was writing that, I realized that. And I was like, damn it. I was like, well, there goes that question right there. So, See, that, that's the thing. You, you just got to give it a minute. Just give it a minute. Because yeah. eventually it will explain itself. Mm-hmm. And see, because the thing was, I gave it the whole episode, and I was like, well, they didn't explain it by the end of the episode. It's done. And then especially whenever Picard started talking about it, he was like, well, this is where in World War II the Nazis – and I was like, there were no Nazis in World War II in, in Los Angeles. I was like, hold on here. What's going on? I don't think there was, was there? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was. Uh, I could be wrong. but and, and that's when I started putting two two together. I was like, oh, they're not in L.A. Because I remember they were going to go to L.A. And then right at the last second, Picard said, oh, no, I've got a better idea or something like uh-huh. that. And they, He's like, I got somewhere you know, remote. But they never that, told you, know, you where he mm-hmm. went. Yeah, they never told you where he went. So, uh, Rafi, is that her name in the uh-huh. show? Really pissing me off in this third in this third episode. Really, like, well, I get she's, it. okay, all right, okay. Let me just give you a little synopsis of Rafi. Okay. You made her in the first episode, or the first season. So, she's, just in a nutshell, from what I can remember, she gets kicked out of Starfleet. She's pissed off at Picard because apparently they've known each other and apparently they served together. Mm-hmm. So she's pissed off at Picard, but she feels like it was his fault that she got kicked out. So throughout the whole season, you know, they're working together and of course everything's cool. So now that's where you've got, um, oh shit, I can't even think of his name, the Romulan kid. Um, Elnor. Yes. So you meet, all these relationships are developed from season one. So she's with him. They're like romantically together. Mm-mm. Is that no? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. It's what I kind of picked up. I was like, oh, I don't know. No, they're they're like just like old friends. They've they've like I said, they've served together. It's it, kind of like military buddies, you know that kind of thing. So Eleanor was one that Picard had known. Um, kind of saw him grow up, you know that kind of thing because he was associated with. Um, it was some kind of like. Um, uh, Romulan sect that was kind of like a secret force or, you know, dark force, secret force thing or whatnot. So that's how they all, that's how everybody got to know each other because of the events from season one. So when you're coming into this, that's why Rafi is, Rafi's so upset when something happens to Eleanor because, you know, they've created or they developed like this bond. So everybody, they, they kind of like, the, they were all like, kind of like little like a family by the end of like season one coming into okay. season two. So maybe that's, so that's the one the thing that she missed from season one was to see the development of those relationships. Okay. okay. Um, because at the end of season one, just a little bit of spoiler, 
they kind of hint at Seven and Rafi having a relationship. Oh, okay. So I'm and there's a little bit of that. that. There's a little bit of that in this episode too that they kind yeah. of touch on a little bit too. So yeah, I, I kind of see that. Um, well, the thing that made me so mad was okay. So they've gotten to 2024, right? And and she's pissed off about them use them not unplugging the Borg Queen, so that way they can. I can't remember what they're doing. Power up their ship so that way they can survive and land. And she's like, they're trying to convince her. They're like, look, we have to go back and do this. And she's like, well, I'll only go do it if fixing time will save Elnor. And I'm like, really? You won't go do it because not fixing time will kill you? <laughs> like, I get I get that you want to save him. And they're like, well, if we, if we don't do this, then we, this is all in vain. Of course it is. That's been the objective the whole time. The whole time is if you don't fix this, you all die. Like, nothing changed. Well, see, and, and it just made me so mad. I was like, shut up and go do it. I think that's probably one of the things that you've probably kind of missed from season one, too, because like I said, that development of that, because Rafi, Rafi had a, she had a storyline that she went through. She had to get her damn shit, her, she had to get her shit straight. Okay. So, I mean, it's. She seems a little unstable. Yeah, she is. She's, she's lie. very, um, very emotional, but she's like military trained. <laughs> so it's like, she can be like that loose cannon. And she's just very, you know, just was well, just like Rios was the same way. I mean, he had issues that he had to work through. Rafi had issues they had to work through since season one. Okay. So that's and I, and like I said, that's another reason why they're all together doing this thing. That's why you have this one because you're probably thinking like, why this group? You know, why why seven? Well, why Rafi? Why I, I Rios? I figured they were the main characters last season. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's you know that's because there was a little something going on between Rios and Girardi too. At the end oh, really? of the last, end of the first season too. So you're like, hmm. which Girardi? She she's an interesting character too. I'm sure you probably kind of picked up on that. <laughs> she's one of my favorite on the show. We're gonna talk about her here just a little bit because I had there were some really cool scenes with her uh, in this. Uh, answer me this, and this may be from the last season, or it may just be in general knowledge of Star Trek from something for Picard was a Borg. He was at one point. He had been captured by the Borg and assimilated into. Um, who they call Locutus. Right. Now, this is this was, like past, past knowledge of Star Trek or is this? Yeah, this, this was like Next Generation series. Okay. This was, okay. I can't remember which season it was because that's why um, Picard's always had a close knit deal with the Borg because of this. Because there's a, like, once you're kind of tied into the, um, oh God, I wish, I'll have to find the um, episode and send it to you so you can see it. Um, that way it'll kind of give you a little bit more of a background, you know, with okay. him and the Borg and that kind of thing. Because that was the one thing I was like, if she calls him Lakitas, I'm going to lose my shit. And she did. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she did. Okay. All right. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. So, yeah. But I'll, I'll find like that season with that episode. It was like one or two episodes in it. And um, so that way you can kind of give you a little cheat sheet on that one. Right. I'll check it out. Okay. So, uh, all three of them, uh, Rios and and uh, Rafi and uh, Seven, all get transported to Earth. They're trying to find the, the Watcher. Uh, Rafi and, and um, Seven get transported. They land on the ground. Why does Rios's like thing like? I guess make him appear like three stories in the air where he falls. It's Why did not land just, him on the ground too? I don't know. But I'm like that is one hell of a damn fall. Yeah, although that is super contrived for the story, but okay. Gotcha. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's I guess like, it's we're say, to know the character of Rios, it's like, it figures. That's just yeah. his freaking look. 
Yeah. And plus it kind of put him in that situation because what was the one thing that, you know, Girardi was like saying, don't screw up the timeline, don't you know, don't watch don't these it. butterflies, you know? And he's like, no, I'm just going to, from the get go, we're just going to screw it all the hell up. Did they ever go back and get that communicator? Cause I know that Ruffy and, uh, and seven went into that um, place where they found his communicator pinging after he'd been arrested by the ice, but I never saw them grab it. I think it's still there because it seems like the last time you saw it, it was kind of like sitting on a table or something because it was when Rios and they walked in. Yeah, yeah, because Rios and the doctor, when they were being taken out by ice, you saw it sitting there and like, you know, the camera kind of showed it and you're just like, because that's when they were trying to communicate with him. And you're like, "Mm, okay, so I don't know. That's like one of those things where just kind of keep it filed in the back of your mind there because it's going to come back into play at some point yeah uh let's talk about uh is it jitari is that her girardi 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 Mm -hmm. Girardi as her name cool character yeah cool character in the show um i do like that she went in and fooled the borg and she stole stuff from her and i and i thought it was funny how in the actual show she named the file shit i stole from the borg yeah <laughs> and then in the preview for the next episode when that like it's talking about previously on it shows that exact same but it's not what she says yeah it's like uh the secret borg file or something like that and i was like oh they cut the shit out for the preview which is weird because <laughs> it's in the show like why would you cut it out for the preview but nah, i don't know um but yeah that was interesting so from what i'm understanding it looks like they kind of connected minds and they're that's how the borg assimilate people yeah. into the borg the the Borg the way the way the Borg work is like it's it's like this huge like hive mind it's like this this huge collective so to actually disconnect a Borg mind from the entire collective Mm -hmm. that's they they don't know anything about being an individual Right. See, this goes, this goes along on, on Seven's story arc because she was assimilated. She came, and that was basically with her on Voyager. It's like her trying to figure out how to become an individual once again. Right. So that's why it always goes back, and especially the Boar Queen, you got to remember, she is like the hub of all these other minds. So for a Borg not to have all the other voices, because to them, that's their harmony. Right. So when they don't have that and it's just there is silence, that's like the worst thing ever. That's like their hell. Makes sense. I mean, I guess if you're used to it. Yeah. Makes total sense. Um, so we did learn some stuff from from the, when she actually goes into the mine. That's where they get the uh, the win. And then, actually, they don't really get the win. They just kind of assume that it's in three days. And they just kind of ran with that storyline and never got any kind of verification of it. But I'm assuming right. that it's probably going to be correct because of the 15, 15, 15 thing they saw. Uh, and then you get your character, uh, who is um, Guy- Guiden? How do you say her name? Guiden. Guiden. Okay. Didn't know who it was going in, but obviously this is a character from that's famous from Star Trek, right? Yes. Guiden okay. was actually, um, I can't remember if I really knew what her, she was never really one of my favorite characters. <laughs> because I always thought she was, she was always like a confidant of Picard because she ran 10 forward in the, um, on the Enterprise. And this was Whoopi Goldberg's character. Okay. So that's why when you saw in like the beginning, you know, when you saw Whoopi Goldberg, that was Guinan. Okay. And so now what it is, you've come back, which I wasn't surprised to see that she would be, you know, associated with it. I didn't really think that she would be the watcher because she's always been like a listener. You know, that's just kind of, um, 
but it was interesting to see that, you know, as soon as she came in and it's because <laughs> Claire was kind of watching this a little bit. She's like, where's her eyebrows? I'm like, that's just gone. And she don't have any eyebrows. <laughs> it's just, she has the eyebrows and that's it. Made it work though. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was, it was very interesting to see her as, you know, like a younger version mm -hmm. because Guinan, by that time, even with Picard, she's like a hell of a lot older than Picard. I mean, she's, I forgot how, I forgot how old it was. I mean, she was like freaking ancient. Well, he even said in 400 years, you know. We'll yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so she's it's, like. It's a long way away. Yeah, exactly. So. So Panther Pickle, as he said, let me ask one question. Uh, is the watcher, or is the watcher Guinan? I hope not. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I it's it's kind of weird because like Picard thinks that Gaiden is the one that her leaving is what causes the event to happen. That they don't know what event the event is yet. We still don't either. Um, but she also says that the Watchers are set out to watch the destiny of particular individuals. Mm -hmm. Now, this show is named Picard. <laughs> okay. It's already established. He's probably the most famous person in the, uh, for me at least, in, 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 well, I don't know, of recent in, in this universe, uh, Star Trek. So I'm wondering if Picard is the individual that the Watcher is watching. Like his destiny is the one. But it, it, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, once again, I'm trying to involve time travel into this and I start to get really confused. But that's kind of the where, not him being the Watcher, but that's who the Watcher is looking after. That's the destiny that it's looking after is Picard. Well, the thing that kind of threw me a little bit, too, is the fact of, like, when you meet, which I'm assuming that she's the Watcher. I'm not absolutely sure. I'm sure a lot of it's going to come to light probably next week. Mm -hmm. But it's the same. Um, I don't, I, and like I said, I, I can't remember um, character names right off the top of my head, but it was the one, the, the Romulan that um oh damn i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to find her name but anyway that was like his lover right basically. well she no not necessarily it's almost kind of like she was not a housekeeper because it was her and her husband mm -hmm. that were living with picard so she was kind of like the that's what i'm saying she was kind of like the housekeeper okay kind of sort of i, I, I felt a romantic bond between well them. i think <laughs> I don't know if it was a husband or not, or if it had been, but there was like another Romulan there and they might've just yeah. been friends or whatnot. And I think it's just the fact they had been together because, you know, for the longest time too, you know, there was, you would think from the next generation that they would be going, um, they would be going. Some, yeah. It's I, I've got a little, I got a little, so it's, yeah, so I don't I, think it's I, Laura, I, but I L something L sounds, sounds right. Something with an L I can't remember. I reckon I actually recognized her. Yeah. It's Laris. Yeah. Yeah, Laris. So because he was worried about Laris, because even when he came to the other reality, when he asked about her, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, well, you know, she died, blah, blah. He's like, Oh my God, you know, this is like the worst thing ever. But um, but was really interesting. You see her like in an iteration. So you're like, okay, well, it makes you wonder, was going forward, was Laris a watcher? So that's kind of got me thinking that. But then when you see Q at the very end, I'm like, because that's the thing about it with Q. Because if he snaps his fingers and nothing happens, especially when he's like, oh, well, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Q's tied up in this. I mean, right. I have no doubt in my mind Q is all up in this. Mm -hmm. 
It's just because there's always been a cat and mouse game with he and Picard. I don't, it's, that's just the way they were, those characters were set up. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because like at the very end, you know, he snaps his fingers, you don't see anything. I'm like, okay. Um, once again, I don't really know enough about Q to, to, to understand what's going on. I just know he's like a character from another, he's a multidimensional character from another realm type thing. Like I said, he he's reminds from, me he's of what they call it. He's, he's from what they call a Q continuum. Yeah. And they're like these omnipotent beings that can just go in and manipulate almost time like a watcher and realities. Like and yeah, but well, he's, always, he's always mischievous. Yeah. It, it's it's like, it, like I said, <laughs> uh, Picard even said in the first episode, he was like, he's not well, something's not right with him. Yeah. You know, so maybe this is starting to manifest now. You start to see what's not right with him. And maybe we'll, we'll figure out why soon. Like I said, the pace of the show is awesome. I'm pretty sure by next episode, everything that I want answered will be answered, and we'll have more questions more for the next one because I think there's only what seven episodes, or is there eight? I'm not absolutely sure. I think there's only seven, and they're and they're. Uh, she's a Sarah called that. I'm not sure what she called. She called something. What I called there's only seven. It, it, would, it would make sense because there's more episode four now. There's three episodes left. Three days until the end of the end of well, till the change. Yeah. To uh, timeline B. So. I don't know. We'll see. But it's just interesting because, like I said, if, if it is Laris or, you know, whoever, if she's the Watcher, damn, she's feisty. What What if it's just the Watcher taking the form of somebody he's familiar with? I mean, that, that, could, be the, that could be the case. I don't know. I'm just oh, curious to see. Yeah. So I'm just curious to see where she teleported him to because, like, that opening and they just kind of poofed back. I'm just curious to see where they went. When she wasn't Romulan there in that scene either, mm -hmm. was she? But see, that's what I'm saying. It might have been possibly like you know some kind of iteration. Mm -hmm. You know whether she looks human in this this time, and then in future she looks Romulan, or you know, I don't know. So, question. So if if I know this is not going to happen, but in, if they were to not be able to stop this thing in three days. What would happen to them? Would they just live their lives out in this timeline and then be reborn again to do the same thing in the future? Odds are whatever happens, it's going to work itself out because they're not going to end up staying in this timeline. Oh, Something it, I mean, is going to happen. Yeah. It's either going to be that watcher's going to take them somewhere or either Q's going to get his shit together and then put it, put it in. Something's going to happen to where either A, they actually fix it mm -hmm. or B Q gets his head of his ass and then writes it. Because like I said, if, you know, if this is not the first time where he's been in a situation where he causes chaos and like I said, he can't snap himself out of it and then things kind of work out and then, you know, it happens. And when Panther Pickles talking about Benjamin Cisco, that would be cool to pull him in. <laughs> I, I'm not, not he's from DS9. He's okay. Oh, you think Cis no, I'm telling Pickle, I'm, I'm thinking Wesley. I want Wesley to be the watcher. <laughs> that would just be the ultimate. <laughs> Never know. Could be. Uh, damn, there's one more thing with Picard. I was We were just talking about it a moment ago, and now it's just slipped my mind. I hate when that happens. Um, this show is awesome, though. Like, I'm thoroughly involved whenever I'm watching this one. Um, there's no, like, looking away from the screen. There's no, like, if I miss something as I'm writing a note, Right now, notes. I'm gonna go back and rewind it like 15 seconds to watch it over again. I'm okay because I, I want I want to get this, and it's not hard to get. Like I said, 
as somebody who comes in at a very base level knowledge of Star Trek, I'm completely understanding what's going on with this show. The only thing that throws me off, the only thing that throws me off is like how frail Picard seems. I mean, I know he's old. I get that. But he just seems like just so like worn and frail. And I'm like this, you know, like sometimes he's more like, you know, the Picard that you, you know, you're a, you're familiar with. But then you have to realize I'm like, this dude is like super aged. That's probably the only thing that's just kind of difficult for me to like, real, like deal with. I mean, because I, I've just always thought of Picard as like this larger than life type person. You know, it's like when he gave that speech, you know, and that that's the type of Picard I'm thinking of. So when you see him, I've never seen him as weak. And yeah. I don't really know that, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just I, like that. Like time is kind of caught up with you and you're finally feeling like the weight of everything, you know, like your command and, you know, the things you've done in the past and just life itself. And I'm just like, man, it's like, dude, you just, you sound like I feel sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think it's just Picard. I think it's just part of Patrick Stewart. The, the guy well, I, I think so too. Is. And that may be it. And it's just, that's just hard for me to. How many people can you say with. though? How many people can you say though? play their characters so iconically that you will never recast this character. You would rather bring him back and kill him off. Han Solo here with Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Picard with, and, and even, even Patrick Stewart again with professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you're not going to cast another person in that role. It doesn't matter how old this person gets. Like you're, it, it's, it's crazy. There are very, very few actors like that, that carry. I think they may be like that with Iron Man. I don't think you'll ever see another Iron Man, another Tony Stark. To put no. it that way. You may see another Iron Man, another Tony Stark. So some some characters or actors just get those roles like that. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say because I wrote it down this time. <laughs> I was asking what happened if they didn't stop the event. It uh-huh. wouldn't be a continuous loop. It wouldn't happen over and over, over again for them because Mm-mm. if they didn't, they would be born in the future, but they'd be born in that new future that they were trying to avoid where Picard uh-huh. is the tyrant, and that would be the new future. So yeah, That's kind of like the, like the mirror universe because that's like the yeah. total ass opposite of everything that you know, it's just like if you even any kind of mirror universe in Star Trek, mm. whether it's, I think Enterprise had one, Discovery had has one, um, the original series has one. You know, every iteration has a mirror universe, and it's always the ass opposite. It's like the most horrible. You're just like, oh my god! It's like the total antithesis. It's always good storytelling. It's oh yeah, I mean, it, it gives you a very different. Um, you know, like I said, it's like you know, just seeing. You know, going back to that episode when Picard walks into that room and you see all these different skulls, you know, all the different species. And I'm just like, I'm like that to me, that shit hit hard because it's like you could recognize, especially when you saw who they were. You're thinking, oh, wow, this is something mm-hmm. totally wow. Some of those creatures got some pretty badass looking skulls, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I've always wondered what a Klingon skull looked like. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought I think Klingons look badass. <laughs> like I, I think especially in the newer uh version um uh, with uh, the kelvin timeline uh-huh like i think they look badass you know well there, there's been a, there's been a an evolution of klingons let's let's put yeah. it that way <laughs> it, it, things go like that as as technology advances you know it's always like that it's like just like any almost any kind of star wars which is why i'm so irritated they go with computer graphics instead of uh live action stuff like uh 
puppets and stuff because they can make it look so good yeah. practical effects. well even case in point in discovery and i think i've made this point before uh, you know even you're going you know that far into the future and you're seeing some of these um, races and species and whatnot and you see the evolution they've gone through mm. you know it's you know like you look at um i think what was it even the president and it's a it's a Cardassian, not a Kardashian. It's a Cardassian. <laughs> you know, just to see her, you know, ridges and what, which I don't know if she's a, you know, I don't, I don't know if she's a hundred percent or, you know, because I don't think she ever says that she is, but it's like her features are softened. Um, it seemed like when you saw Ferengi, it's like they had different version, like a different shape. Um, I think it was an Andorian, you know, the, the blue skinned ones, you know, it's just, just like everything else, you know, yeah. just got the evolution of a just evolution period. I reckon. Ring around the Death Star. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Things change, baby. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm hooked on the show. I'm loving Picard. I'm glad y'all got me into this. Um, still wanting to get into uh, um, discovery. Discovery, but you know. Well, I think I think Picard is probably one, probably one reason you're probably digging it is because it, it just feels more real. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know how to really describe it because even when they are in the, their present, it still doesn't feel as, because I guess you're on Earth. You're actually, you're not really in, you know, like a starship where everything else pretty much takes place, you know, in space on the ship. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way Discovery is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend getting to Discovery whenever you get a chance because that's that's, that's a pretty I, cool one too. Yeah, I watched the first episode and I loved it. I just haven't haven't had time to get back yeah. and you know, so I'm, I'm I'm going to eventually one day. I still gotta catch up on Smallville. Yeah, <laughs> that'll <laughs> take a minute. Smallville, <laughs> yeah. So Panther Pickle in the chat, man, he's got some serious uh, Star Trek knowledge here. He says when mm-hmm. Seven and uh, Raph were in the uh, Rafi were in the bus, that punk rocker played the same song. Uh, it did see, I might have seen that movie else. once. I haven't seen like the original movies that much, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was he the said, Voyage Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it was Voyage Home. Yeah, and then he says, uh, Kurt Thatcher played the punk rock uh, kid, neck pinched by Spock in Star Trek Four. Uh, the Voyage Home. Same guy. Okay, that's Con. cool. Oh. <laughs> He's got some deep knowledge about this. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. And there's a lot of uh, you know, there's <laughs> that's what's so cool about this stuff. I mean, even. Um, I think that was in discovery. I think there was one thing that, um, this is just like a little tidbit, just, a, you know, a little thing is, I know you haven't seen it, but it's just like one of the ships in there, they call it the USS Yelchin. And I was like, Oh my God, that got you right here. Because Anton Yelchin was the actor that played, um, Chekhov in the Kelvin timeline. And he was uh, the one that passed away killed. tragically. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the cool thing about Star Trek. They'll throw those little Easter eggs in there. Sometimes you catch cool. them, sometimes you don't, but they're there. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I, I hate that about him too, man. He, he did such a good job. And not just because he did such a good job in that role. I hate that for him in general. But, but he was just such a young, I mean, he was such yeah. a fantastic actor too. And he was yeah. so young. Oh my gosh, it was heartbreaking. Hate him. And that's another one that'll probably be hard to recast. You know, I agree. they have another movie. I, I just don't see it happen. Just get another character. Just let that one, you know. Put him to rest. Panther Pickles. Yeah, Pickle. Pickle. I got you right here, buddy. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm, I'm I'm trying to to earn my little badge. What color would my would my uniform be right now? Oh, red. you would you would no t- command red, commands red, right? You would totally be an ensign. I'd be blue. No, no blue is science. 
Blue um, red is um, command and yellow is like engineering. Okay, so I'd be like, uh, just don't be a red shirt. I'd be like the dude off of uh, Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. I can deal with that. So we would, we would, we would pretty much. Um, I think you're probably like Ensign. That's like the lowest, you know, like that's like your starter, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not gonna lie, Star Trek would be an easy cosplay too. Oh, easy, um, easy cosplay. That reminds me, I have to um, send you. I don't know if I ever sent you that photo because it was probably about three or four years. Might have been four, five years ago. Um, I went to a Halloween party as uh, Bajoran in a Star Trek costume. Don't know who that is, but. I'm oh, sure. Bajoran, that's, that's just, yeah, it's just, they had like the little nose ridges with the, yeah. Okay. That was an easy one to do. So, <laughs> so I'll, send, I'll send that one to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Sarah, I think that's all we had on the docket for tonight. All right, we caught up on uh, Hunt the Car. We talked about Halo and uh, our con adventure. So, yeah, good Friday evening. Fun, fun, fun. But uh, like I said, it was it was yeah. last weekend. It was really cool to um you know especially see your lovely other half. Always good seeing Ashley. <laughs> it was cool. And then cool like I said, you got to meet my crowd. Though. You got to meet the infamous Brian. So. <laughs> yeah. Telling you, man, and Halo comes on when you get on here. And I'm telling you too, it's like whenever, when, um, and Ross, I don't know if he's, yeah, you're still there. Um, when was it in May when, um, Dr. Strange, when that one comes out, we need to meet up at Apex. We need to hit up the 40X theater because I'm telling yes. you, that is a hell of an experience. Oh, I'm definitely down. Like, like I'm, I'm saying, let's plan it. And then, like, I'll bring the microphone. We'll podcast right after it. <laughs> immediate, <laughs> immediate response right after it. I'm totally down. Um, you know, what's funny is I saw, I actually got on Twitter today and I saw somebody talking about they had their tickets to go see Dr. Strange tonight. And I was like, oh. I was like, wait, they got their tickets to see Dr. Strange tonight. I was like, I didn't know it came out right now. There's no way that's right. And I went and looked it up and apparently somebody got tickets to an early screening. So I've been looking up all day trying to figure out tickets for an early screening. I was like, that's a really early screening. Yeah, because it is supposed you know? to come like May 4th or May 7th yeah. or something along those I was, lines. I mean, really I know it's early, early May. Screening. Yeah. So it may have been true. It may not have been, but I was freaking out. I was like, oh, crap. Can I go see it tonight? Because I will. But, <laughs> but no, because you have to stay here. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. If it came out tonight, I would probably go see it tonight and then go see it in the 4DX theater because oh, yeah. it would be amazing. But it's not, and I can't. And maybe it is, but I can't. I don't have those kind of credentials. So. <laughs> One day. Well, let's, we'll see it. Let's, don't worry. It, we definitely will. And we'll talk about it. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here for now. What do we got next week? We got Picard, we got Halo, and I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that drops and comes out. Oh, yeah, uh, Morbius comes out next week, doesn't it? Yeah, Morbius comes back, uh, comes out. We're, like I said, we're going to go see it that Friday, which, okay. whoop, whoop, that's my 16th anniversary. Uh-oh, there you go. Yes, yeah, so I told Ryan, I said, we're going to take the kids. He said, we're going to do the anniversary. I said, we're going to go, we're going to take the kids and go see Morbius. There you go. Which we're going to go out the next night too, so it's it's fine. Right. <laughs> I'm like, we'll just push that off. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got next Saturday and Sunday off, so I'll probably go see it next Saturday. So we probably won't mm -hmm. talk about it next week, but we probably will the following week. So mm -hmm. as soon as we get some stuff out there, or who knows, maybe we'll have a special show just one night to talk about just Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm actually kind of excited to see it now. I mean, it might be, it might not be that fantastic. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, a you know, an MCU movie. I mean, I don't know. I enjoy the trailer. I mean, I'm like, hopefully they haven't shown everything. So look, I'm, I'm trying my best not to be upset because I shouldn't be that. I can't 
drink and go see this movie because I don't drink anymore. But I shouldn't be upset about that uh, because the movie's <laughs> going to be good anyway. But it just seems like if you're going to have a little buzz going into a movie, this is the one you want it to be, you know? So I, I'll get over it. I'm sure I'm still going to enjoy the movie. I'm a little yeah. upset about it right now. So I'm thinking about it. I actually thought about that when I was uh, uh, my golf game. Like, I wonder how my golf game is going to be now that I'm not drinking anymore. So we'll see. Uh, Probably not much better. But that's we'll that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. It definitely will be. So Because my, my golf right, well, game is definitely a little bit looser after I've had a couple. So. <laughs> well, I've noticed when I go play golf, I'll, I'll the first two or three holes, I'll usually do pretty well you know i do pretty decent um then the alcohol starts to kick in and then until like the final two holes i'm usually playing pretty bad so i think i think <laughs> like chasing, just chasing the, chasing yeah. around on the green <laughs> yeah so I, I think it'll help but we'll see i'm not sure so all right well uh let's roll where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at my lady kitten and of course here friday nights I'm hanging with my boys, which, yes, Ross, we're missing you tonight, but hey, things happen. It's all good. Um, right, yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, we had to give him a night off one night sometime. I mean, you know, you got to have a night off sometime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not getting paid for the night, but yeah, he can definitely have a night off. Yeah, so. you know, but yeah, <laughs> you have like a little vacay. It's fine. But, um, but yeah, you can find me on, you know, just find me on Twitter. Hit me up. You got questions? Just shoot out there and yeah, maybe, maybe y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Check her out on Star Wars Alliance podcast. You were recently on that as well, correct? Yes, um, that's coming up. Uh, yeah, that's coming up. I'm not quite sure when that's going to drop, but um, Katie and I were talking Rebels. Greg, I want I you know I you told me about it, and I was like, oh, that'd be a cool show to come on. And I didn't really you know think about asking about it. And then Katie had messaged me, I guess before the show had started, and asked if I want to come on, but I didn't. I was sick, and I, I just yeah. really. I hadn't checked my phone. I saw it the next day. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I missed that because it would have been fun. But I don't know, to be honest with you, if I'd have been up to it, just how I was feeling. So, but yeah, um, check it out. It's fun stuff. And then uh, you'll be doing some slice of film. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I think that's going to start up, I think, the end of April. Okay. So um, I'm kind of co-hosting or, you know, kind of still trying to figure out how that's going to work, which it's going to be fun because I always enjoy, you know, talking to Katie with films and whatnot. Um <laughs> Matter of fact, one I know we're probably going to talk about. I know she and I both are going to go see um, the Lost City this weekend. I'm, a, I'm going with a girlfriend of mine tomorrow, and then I think she's going with her husband. So we'll probably end up getting together at some point and talking about that. So that should be that should be fun, um, yes. fun times. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, but yeah check it out because I mean, you know, obviously, you know, hey, maybe one day you and I can do one. There you go. Maybe it could be a Star Trek film. <laughs> no, I'm down. I've already watched one for you, uh, Wrath yeah. of Khan, the old version. Made sense, so didn't it? Made sense. It did. It did, and it made watching the the second one better because I was like, oh, cool. I see what they did there. I got you. Yeah. Okay, it was fun. Awesome. That's little Easter eggs. I'm down. Expect me on there at some point in time. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely check all our stuff out. Hit her up on Twitter if you want to talk to her. I am at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. My DMs are not working right now, so I have to get on my computer to check them, and I don't honestly get on my computer that much unless I'm podcasting or creating something for a podcast. Um, but hit me up on there. I'll try to, you know, get back at you. Uh, at SES Podcast One on Twitter is the show handle. I don't check that as often as I should, but we really don't have a ton of people that message that. They usually come straight to me. Mm -hmm. um, but you can check stuff out there. 
Uh, we're here live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or most Fridays. Sometimes we do shows on different days, but we'll let you know in advance. Other than that, it's going to be mm -hmm. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays. Um, audio drops on Monday mornings, and uh, you can find it on any podcaster of your choice. So give us a like, give us a review, give us a share, tell a friend, come on the show. You know, come check it out in the chat room. We'll try to uh, highlight your stuff in the chat room and discuss some of the stuff you have, make you a part of the show. And if you ever are a pot fellow podcaster and you want to come on and talk about something, hit me up. You know, I'm always down for more people. So, but that being said, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go watch Carolina beat the crap out of UCLA right now and make it to the uh, lead eight. It's going to be a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, y'all keep pounding. All right. Bye guys. I guess it would help.